0: I think it finally got me over the over the line, dude. <laughs> it's time to start a cult. Like
1: what line? Time, time to start that cult. <laughs> There's you know, of you know the lines that we have yet you to cross—the
0: one I've been talking about, man, for like years now. Like, yeah, you, st- you know, like I've been kicking around this cult idea, and you—you've been very supportive. Like, yeah, maybe you I totally missed all of those conversations. That's part of the cult workings at work. Actually. Oh, of course, right. That, that's, that, that's some preliminary brainwashing. There. Good job. Thanks, man. I mean, nothing ever happened. It's crazy. I'll clap you off. And once you hear the third clap, you'll forget this entire intro.
1: Welcome back to class, everybody. It's our first episode ever. Of oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. I, I forgot your, too
0: much. I'm your working-too-good-at-brainwashing, Professor Ricky. And I'm Professor Ethan. <laughs> it's finally time to start that cult. Yeah. 100%. I mean, wh- what is a classroom, if not a cult, of higher learning, right? Um, <laughs> just, just a cult around, you know, uh, 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 personality, academics. Well, I don't want to get too political here, but yeah, what is the difference between a university and a cult? Uh, the entry free the entry fee
1: <laughs> it's not entry free tell you what I actually think a lot of cults require you to essentially hand over all your assets basically and it, yeah, which this, is the same thing
0: college does <laughs> right 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 and so, then at least they have the audacity to make you these
1: two pictures are the same
0: uh, yeah corporate wants you to look at these two pictures <laughs> yeah. plot twist they're the same so yeah colleges are cults you heard it here first they operate on, on young, bright minds to yes. brainwash them from the shadows. But speaking of shadows... That was a,
1: honestly a disgusting poll.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> Not in a good way. In the best way, you mean. Today,
0: <laughs> we're, we're talking about a show. We're talking about a show that... Okay, fine. We, we fucking heard you guys, all right? like The Discord is popping off about it. People won't shut up about how fun it is. But the argument can be made that it's not great. I, I would say it's it's solid and it does some interesting things really well. But I think it's more about the fun factor
1: here, and yeah, there's a lot I,
0: of things to pull that in. You know,
1: yeah, it's it's a show that sucks, admittedly, on purpose. So much so that it's great. But, do, but I I want to. That's the kind of the question
0: I'm going to come at this with. Does it actually suck or is it so self aware that we kind of roll our eyes, but we're all in on the joke together? And in part, does it being so self aware actually make it quite clever in what it's trying to do?
1: But uh, you know Well, I don't think it's so so like there's like this this idea, right, where you watch a bad anime that's so bad that it's like fun to mess with. This is not that kind of so bad it's good?
0: No, 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 not it's even like, close. It is,
1: it is I think, more like, oh, it's so self-aware. It, like, is obviously playing on the tropes on purpose. Right. It's so like, it's like, it's obviously reductive on purpose. Yeah, exactly. And then it becomes good. But today... What are we talking about, Ricky? Ooh, yeah! I got your ass. You got my ass.
0: We are talking about the 2022-2023 Studio Nexus show, "The Eminence of Shadow," and in the shadow, I believe. Eminence in shadow, in the
1: shadow, in the shadow, I believe. There's an eminence, and it's shadowy. And it's so maybe it's eminence of the shadow, something like that. You know what? Who cares? There's eminence and there's shadow. Damn it. Damn it. There's eminence in a shadowy format flavor. Look, we can't read. That was very established from episode one to 200 articles and prepositions. Get me. I just see the
0: big bolded words and I'm like eminence shadow. Got it. Studio Nexus. If that one didn't really pop into your brain, they don't have a lot of offerings on deck. The two notable ones they did up to this point. Darwin's game. We had a good time with that one. I really like, really like that.
1: Depressed. There hasn't been a season two,
0: and then Chivalry shivery of the failed knight, um, which we talked about right before, right before we got on. Mike, I passed it up because it seemed very, very blasé trash, but it kind of struck a chord with you in that kind of
1: trash bucket. Yeah. So like, I have a very clear like. Put on your professor hat and be like a critical asshole about shows. Um, yes. But then there's also the side that's just like guilty pleasure, watch the garbage and enjoy it. I think you, there's, yeah, you it's, gotta have that. That fits very soundly in the watch the garbage and enjoy it
0: okay okay so and from their other offerings it's clear that's kind of where studio nexus lives (laughs) yeah so uh, you know like you know put your money where your mouth is i guess and they kept going with what they got but they were born in the darkness i'm molded by it (laughs) Mm. yes so i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say Eminence of Shadow, for now. Well, You know, correct us if we're wrong in the Discord. We can jump in, obviously. I actually don't. Add, add plug. You know what? Yeah, everyone gets one free shot if we got it wrong, but... I disagree. Uh, you get if, zero free shots. That sounds if like you ever Ethan, correct wants, us, Ethan wants both of the shots. If you ever
1: correct us,
0: <laughs> then... If they, you correct me in my own <laughs> fucking classroom... Then I'll delete the episode. I swear to God, I'm going to sick the whole Greek alphabet harem at your ass. Right. Yeah. So... Let's set this up. Because this show, I will say, is ext- we we said it up top, extremely self-aware. You have the OPMC who claps cheeks and kills freaks kind of uh uh energy here with our main character it named works works as Obliques. Yeah, oh, he works as Obliques to Peaks perfection. <laughs>
1: um,
0: we got our boy Sid. Uh kagenoma or something like that kageona kageno kageno thank you let's just call him sid because it's what sorry we're gonna call him eminence in shadow or eminence <laughs> of shadow fuck i don't know what it's gonna be and it's gonna tweak me this entire episode he's but also I think known he as shadow just call him shadow it's just shadow the eminence
1: part is like kind of a play on words i think yeah so he's shadow the
0: edgiest ultimate life form, the greatest hedgehog to ever live and uh this is a guy who in the op space of of MCs? You have your Saitama's. You have your you know, uh Isel Vondegold, whatever the misfit main character's name is. It's escaping me right now. Anos Anos Vondegold or whatever. Vondegold. Yeah. And uh, you know, some play it straight. Some are there for satirical and comedic effect. This one takes a very interesting path because we we may have had flavors of this in the past. He is an op guy who actively. Almost single-mindedly trains himself to be OP, but wants to be a background character in real life. He wants to exist as mid. It's just
1: right down the center. Right. It, yeah. It's like very much the like Batman kind of philosophy, right? Yeah. You're a super freak, badass in the dark, but then like in normal life, you're just like a normal guy. Yeah, he even, I mean, obviously, Batman's way sicker in real life than he is after after like it gets dark. I but. would say, uh, you know, Sid. Had, I think Sid would actually take a little bit of uh,
0: um, offense to what Bruce is doing. Like, how dare you be out here, Playboy billionaire, clearly hiding 210 pounds of pure muscle under that suit? But he right. just wants to be literally the guy in the back of the class. However. I didn't notice he failed at one thing. He always takes the protagonist Kuhn's seat back right by the window. How dare he?
1: That's a really good point. He
0: slipped up on that one metric. That is
1: a humongous
0: mistake. (laughs) He should have been dead center of that class and everyone knows it.
1: Yeah. So the first episode is actually interesting because it's pre-isekai. Oh, yeah. We get the pre-isekai stuff. Right. So he's actually just a normal kid at school who works out non-stop has like weight belts on constantly. Oh, we get little glimpses, right? He's interacting
0: with classmates. You can see he's got the Rock Lee's on. You can see right. the, <laughs> the bag literally like when he drops it, it sounds like he's just carrying around gold ingots. Yeah, clank clank. Like actual just drop and every move he makes that bag is working overtime, like a big Opie oh, is Truth second button on a button down shirt. Like literally holding the the train back like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. That's exactly right. That's right there. So, we know this guy is single-mindedly focused on strengthening himself in every capacity. We get this badass vigilante thing he's doing on the side. What did he call himself? The stylish ruffian slayer?
1: Kind of tough. It was something like that or yeah. it was like a really horrible name.
0: Yeah, it was, it was not a Very choony name. Yeah. Um, but he's pretty... Fucking badass i mean like his weapon of choice in the real world was two big honking crowbars right badass amazing sure. amazing um so that, that that's his shtick right he literally doesn't care about girls he doesn't care about a lot of his friendships he doesn't really care about b- furthering himself in the public eye the man wants to be fucking batman that's what he wants to be and Turns out he's pretty good at it. it
1: turns out he is Batman. He <laughs> turns out he's actually fucking Batman. Um, that, that's what Batman without the checkbook. It's what that's what we're at exactly. So so actually, the story opens in the first episode where he has to go essentially save one of his classmates who who hates him. Yeah, he goes and does that, kicks the shit out of an ex special forces guy, which was absolutely hilarious, incredible. And I
0: mean, then,
1: um, basically returns her to her normal life, and then he's just like so pissed that he can't continue to be like i don't know vigilante man that he goes yeah. and kills himself okay yeah, yeah, yeah so he has this fucking
0: monologue which really kind of structures the like it solidifies his core mentality right is that i've been literally from the time i could stand been bodybuilding mastering like all martial arts right everything i can and he is distressed he is kept awake at night by the prospect of the human limitation, the human problem of the corporeal body having a limit. He's like, what happens if I go up against some people with guns? If I become the world's strongest fighter, maybe I can take them out. But what about a nuclear fucking bomb, Ethan? Yeah. Can I? How do I not get vaporized by the sphere of death that we know of as the nuclear bomb? And Lead armor? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but this this shit keeps him up at night. And he starts literally studying magic. What? Like we're talking like Full Metal alchemists looking like like faux German and alchemy alchemy circles, like in a book he has on the roof. And I'm like, all right, this guy's got a fu- uh, couple screws loose because he's really yeah. Looking, I haven't
1: studied magic. He's looking
0: for more power. Yeah,
1: I haven't studied magic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, only crazy people would do that.
0: I mean. I didn't want to bring it up here, but you, I've seen the circles, Ethan. You, you, like, you literally, will, you've etched it into the floor under your rug.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I didn't want to have what? to. I, I didn't want to have to do this. How I, did you
1: notice that? I know. It's,
0: I know it's your lab. I know it's under your name and all that. But I, 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 I fear that you might summon something. That I don't know if we. I'm just
1: trying to make gold. <laughs> You know that's a cardinal sin. Can a goblin make gold Can or what?
0: Give the goblin make the goblin some gold. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he literally goes fucking apeshit, is beating his head against rocks, and he's just like single-mindedly obsessed with magic.
1: Yeah, he's like up in the in the mountains in the woods, naked, beating his head against a rock, and then And then he goes, Shh, shh hey, hold on. Do you hear that? In the distance? Sounds like
0: the soft rumbling of engine. Could it be our favorite character, motherfucking <laughs> Truckoon? And he's like, Truckoon, take me now. And sure enough, it does. It takes him. Truck Trucoon is the most reliable character in anime. Honestly, his KD is absurd. Oh my god. He's like he's like what? Like 75 and one?
1: Because
0: uh, one of the there's a show about the Isekai truck driver. So I guess that's his one loss. He kind of got oh, duped into duped damn. into that little thing, but this is all preamble because he finds himself in a world of magic, he finally gets what he wants and uh he decides he's going to take full fucking advantage like the gigachad that he is.
1: Um we well we so we've talked about this a couple times yeah. throughout. I think it was like a maybe our, like, Rule of Three episode, and then obviously the first season that it was out, we talked about the, like, description and stuff like that. And that was, I I just wanted to, like, reiterate that a little bit because that was kind of, like, one of the most interesting things is that when we were reading that description, we were, like, so confused on how it could even be a show. Yeah. Because it was saying essentially, like... He thinks it's like a big joke and like everybody is like essentially kowtowing to his idea of like what, sh- like uh, basically he thinks he's in the middle of a play. Right, right, right. But it turns out it's actually legit and he's the only one that doesn't understand that he's like getting everything correct. He like essentially thinks that this whole world is revolving around him like to make him feel good about his like chosen uh, shadow in the imminence, in- like idea that's
0: uh, yeah so i'll get to my confusion i think where it stemmed one in, in a bit but to your point though as he gets exponentially almost ungodly stronger than anyone else in this world as an opmc do um he is still actively trying to appear mid to, so his family, he has an older sister in this world named Claire, and uh, Claire is kind of the prodigy of this world, uh, at least if you were to center the main character around her, you'd probably have a pretty good isekai in your hands, you can throw a little bit of like, you know, gender issues in there, like, oh, you're a woman, you can't be like the, you know, the protag, whatever the fuck, I don't know, there's there's a bunch of ways you can spin a traditional way, but he literally is like, oh, Claire She's that prodigy. I'm just going to go ahead and pedestal her real right. quick. Yeah, so he's always <laughs> finding ways to put, like, pro tag energy out in front of him with other characters. <laughs> so he's back with Poe, Tato, and Skell, and uh, his boys, his basically background character NPC boys, who are the real homies back- in this show. Background boys. Background boys. And he but starts I- to, uh, he starts to, like, you know... <clears throat> With his magic, he kind of runs ass backwards into saving the first of many from what is called possession in this world. People consider it magic overloading and you get corrupted on a physical level. He starts to experiment on her and then as she is saved and freed from this corruption, he then kind of starts to bullshit.
1: Right. Heavy. So he likes essentially saves her on a whim, on accident. Because he wanted to experiment with his own power. Right. Yeah and it turns into a girl and he's like oh shit <laughs> and yeah. then she's like what happened and he's like oh no he like starts looking around the room uh and, uh, he, and he finds like i think it's like this like it's like a brandy or it's like, like a, a book or a brandy or something called like diablos and he's like oh it was the cult of diablos who did this to you it's like oh for real and then it all starts to click for her and like that makes a lot of sense yeah that to- makes
0: total <laughs> sense and here's the fucking rub Turns out he was right. <laughs> he was right. There is a cult of diablos in this world. They're the ones that we can talk about a little later. That inevitably was the uh, overall cause of this particular affliction. And it, uh, this is my confusion. They're the movers, the shakers, and the producers. Everything. They're, they 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 make the world go. Well, he makes the world go round. But the world then just starts to turn at his at his whim. But I, I think. Well, let's hear your confusion. My confusion here is that if he were to... He, it seems like he wanted to be the shadow, right? The guy in the background. He always seemed to have solo-dolo energy. He always wanted to be that lone wolf. He wanted to be the, by himself on an unseen pedestal to the, the, the light of society. Right. So why would he embark on this fabrication that would get more and more people involved in his scheme in the background
1: because what's more tuny than creating an entire secret organization and then just like popping up every now and then being like I am Shadow. So that's where the
0: confusion I had initially, that was my main question. Like, why would he, why would he fucking say that? Like, oh, like, you know, I just, you know, I, I have a gift and this is kind of what I want. Just don't tell anybody, but go live your life
1: and be happy. Gone. Bye. But, but- I also think that, like, as much as he tries to play, like, the dickhead background character or the, like, choony behind-the-scenes vigilante, he still seems to, like, have a decent idea of, like, what's right and wrong because he seems to like, genuinely want to save these girls, right? So it's like, right, right, right. I don't feel like he's a complete shithead. And and it's not for any kind of pervy or,
0: you know... Right, uh, yeah. I mean, he
1: gets nothing like initially from them. He takes nothing
0: when it's there, right. too, which is great. So like I was saying, the confusion gave away to kind of an, oh, interesting moment because of kind of what you just alluded to. The show is quite brilliant in the way that they like orchestrate pl- progression because you have you have Sid kind of fabricating out his ass left and right, just the story of the cult of Diablos and his organization, shadow garden, which he had named on the spot when he saved the first girl. That's
1: so good. It's <laughs> so
0: good. Cause he's like, Oh, we're, I'm going to be breeding a, an organization of shadows. My shadow garden, if you will, pretty, you know, interesting. So what they did is the a plot is really him trying to stay as background character as possible, but this thing he has built it just kind of starts to steamroll without his involvement, and they just come back every once in a while, and boy, are they bigger every time that they that that it just reemerges when when it, it not just'll be sure a little convenient, but like I loved that element of this show
1: right, so like the <coughs> beginning is very like. I would say abrupt and quick. Like, they go from the first one, Alpha, coming out to, like, all of a sudden there's over seven, you know, because they have, like, the, he's, like, seven main ones. Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Eta, Delta. Epsilon, I think. Epsilon. Yeah, yeah. um, All those little losers. Omega, yada, yada. Yada, yada. Um, And then they all have, like, subordinates. But in the beginning, they work towards just, like, wiping out bandits and stuff so they can just take their money to then, like feed the organization. Yeah. Um, but there's this point um, kind of when he's still a child where they're like, they essentially leave him and he's like, ah, oh, I mean, it had to happen eventually. He's like, they couldn't like... They caught uh, onto the game, right? right. Well, yeah. no, they couldn't like keep he's essentially saying these girls have to grow up eventually. They can't keep humoring me in my like delusional game. Right. Forever. forever. And I'm like, this is so hilarious because he he, like still doesn't get that. He's actually created like a real organization. Right.
0: And he, he created a real organization piggybacking off the astronomical chance that his top tier bullshitting is a top tier threat. Right. Like and and I think that's the humor in this is that it is definitely playing off of like being OP in every re- and th- these characters that are OP in every respect. They're geniuses, they're womanizers, they're they're, you know, actual godly at the at the skill set of the world. They're they're godly on all routes, but they are so self-aware of that that I think it takes a, a kind of a page out of like Shield Heroes book. Not only does it cut away the the chaff and leaves the wheat of an isekai creation. Right, we get so little scene of him transitioning. Shit, we it's an afterthought. Right, him going to the other worlds an afterthought. You, it, it assumes your viewers knows the 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 tenets of an isekai and all of its tropes and stuff like that to the point where he operates within the world not just thinking it's a game but thinking it is in and of itself an isekai narrative and that i think is a very interesting evolution here we've seen in shield hero the other three heroes think this is a motherfucking game like right, with right. xp npcs okay that's that's a good subversion because we started with like Sword Art online that mentality does work in an isekai setting no 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 Sid goes so far as to evaluate individual. Oh, this point, this one screams protag of this current arc. Oh, oh, Sherry, she's literally this arc's protag. Right, right. She, he's gone and really
1: start to dissect it. Well, and he's basically he's like right. He's putting in writer's notes. Yes, yes. <laughs> he's literally looking at a script and being like, "All right, this is pretty formulaic. Okay, this right, one's right. on the outside." And I mean, like, I, oh, the, the like nerdy background character has to do this now, and then he'll like go do it.
0: Yeah, right. And it's like. Basically, there will be. He's in a crowd at a tournament, and there's two characters. They don't even show their full faces, like any good background character kind of exposition right. does. They're just doing lore dumps, and in his mind, he's like, "Oh, thank you to NPCs for the perfect background character expositioning. <laughs> right, right. Thank you for that. I'm like, that's okay. So that, that brings to the first question. <laughs> That is why I think a lot of people are seeing it almost a bit as a gimmicky show. That there's it's so self-aware that it's one continuous eye roll, almost like a continuous isekai dad joke. Would you agree that that level of awareness and meta-commentating, is it
1: grating for you, or do you think it is additive? Like, do you think that... I mean, for me, I fucking love this show, so, like, obviously not... I think um so we actually had a conversation in the Discord today. You should check it out. We Discord uh go on Patreon do all that. Yeah. Um where we were talking about what's really the difference between like OP characters, right? Because it is undoubtedly needs to be said that Shadow is absurdly powerful at this point and and I I do not I don't see anything bucking with him. Like at this point he's the ceiling.
0: Yes. I mean but it's very point, Misfit energy, yeah. Right.
1: But in Misfit um of Demon Academy, right? Like I'm personally feeling currently season two is a little boring because he deals with every problem like easily because he's a god. Yeah. And I mean and, he's like shit on gods in episode one. Yeah. And I,
0: I think that the way Misfit did it, they played it so straight that it was pretty novel. Like it almost was like is like everyone's in on the joke. And it's just the, giving the audience, like, so straight. I mean, lines like, you think killing me would mean that I would die? Right. And everyone <laughs> in the room had a straight face. And you're like, did that seriously just
1: fucking come out of his mouth? I was like, I'd be like, yeah, I thought that, that, so. that kind of Yeah, that's, that's kind of where my head was at. I didn't think it was anything but that. But, but the, I think the point being, like, Anos is a Chuni because he's just god-tier powerful. Our main character in Shadow is attempting outwardly to look like a complete puss and then behind the scenes be strong like he's playing a script that he's written out very carefully yeah and that's what we're watching and we're also watching like the pure preponderance of like things happening to make it so that his stupid story he came up with on a whim ends up being correct there's actually a scene early on um, where his sister Claire gets Captured or whatever and they're trying to find her And <laughs> he just like randomly throws a knife At a at a map and he's like Oh, shit, oh I missed. shit I missed And then his his like little backup character Is like holy shit they're all It's a cipher it was wrong It was a, It was a cipher bluff how did yeah. you Fucking nail that dude <laughs> sick. Have my babies And you like see him and he's like oh he's like got that Nervous like anime face that people Have when they're yeah, like right. oh shit so, um, But I- the point being like He's insanely OP, but this show isn't about just like shitting on all the bad guys, like like Misfit of Demon Academy was. Yeah, it's about how how much he can really play this story off, how close to his own internal script he can make things happen. Like who in the real world is gonna like mess with his story? Like, I just don't think it's about him being insanely strong, which is also fun. It like, is when fun. he pops yeah. off, it's fun. So
0: so and here's the best part of that too, is like don't get it twisted, students. It's not that he doesn't want to be flashy, it's not that he doesn't want to be in the mind's eye of everybody, but it's gotta be shadow. Not Sid, and he's got to be like use it. Yes. So what? Well, basically, like there's there's a moment in the same tournament, which we can get to more specifics a little later. About he he's like it looks like I'm gonna have to have a day of like backup background character kind of shit. I can't really pop off with any kind of like Shadow Garden stuff today. Like then through some circumstance, he like his name was called into the tournament. So he's like, fuck. Okay, what do I do here? One, I can either uh, run away, but they already know I'm, I'm part of this particular Midgar Academy, so I'm going to get kicked out and then my sister's going to beat my ass. Fuck. Two, I go down there and actually do it and as Sid, that's not going to fly. So, he then leaves, distracts everyone, comes back as Shadow, his Batman persona, and pops off Horde. Absolutely hard. And he goes flashy as all get out. So, it's not about that he doesn't want to be seen he wants that image of shadow to be
1: that for him because he wants to just be Sid. Yeah, so you're actually talking about a later tournament. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that scene was actually kind of like just stupid because they called his name and then Shadow shows up. I'd be like, you think nobody's going to like maybe put two and two together? <laughs> like, yeah, it right. just seems like a little bit like too convenient for his like internal story to be like, oh yeah, perfect.
0: <laughs> There's a bit of, pl- and, and we, we did watch a couple of videos reviewing it, but I mean, it, that is this story can't be without plot armor, but I think that's kind of the point. Right, right. right. It's plot like, armor's- it's all a
1: joke. I yeah, yeah. think that needs to be said. His- um but there's an earlier tournament which I thought was funny. It was like at school, he ends up for whatever reason fighting the strongest uh like student in the entire school. President Rosa. Right, Rosa uh, or Oriana or whatever, a princess yeah. from a neighboring kingdom. And he's like, "Okay, this is a perfect opportunity to run down my list of like insane ways to lose or like to die." Yeah. But he essentially like gets killed in like crazy ways but he'll be like i'm not done yet yeah like keep standing up like to get beat in another insane way he's
0: he's basically trying what would it look like to have a one-off character show up in an anime like this right right, in a tournament setting we see it with like my hero where you have like the one time like i'm thinking of like the guy who's in class b you can copy quirks He's such a fucking mid side character. Right. But that's the kind of energy he's going for. Not too, not too insignificant, but not too significant.
1: Or like so, Shinzo had that whole arc where he was just like, you yes,
0: know. A per- perfect example, right? He got his time to shine. Everyone walks away with thinking like, okay, that was a cool character moment. And then obscure, <laughs> uh, into obscurity you go, yeah. right? See you later, bitch. Yeah, bye. So he's like, I can't just lose but I have to ultimately give in to this main character energy that this Princess Rosa has. He's like, she's the uh, princess of another kingdom. She's got something to prove. She's very much the strongest student we have here. I got to go down. But he goes He's down. Like,
1: lose with style.
0: Yeah, lose with style. And he goes down <laughs> like 12 times and he gets
1: basically I think her it was respect, seventy-five. I think they time skip. 75 because he goes like all right number 75 oh no no he said oh, maybe it was like from his it playbook was four,
0: yeah he had 75 in his playbook and he said i still have 33 to show so okay. it's at least 40 <laughs> yeah at least 40 <laughs> so funny and what and what that ultimately did which again the, the funny part is he's not always succeeding being a background right. character because his actions not only as shadow as one of the most primary agents in this world have consequences, but his actions of trying to hide himself have consequences too. Let's keep rolling with that example. He finds himself losing 40 times, but (laughs) never giving up and having the bravery and spirit to persevere. Rosa acknowledges him for his tenacity. He is carried off the field because he swallowed like what forty blood packs. Yeah, essentially, he's just he's just vomiting blood. And uh, she's like, "The Sid, you have my respect. I underestimated you. We may have I may have won this battle of swords, but you beat me at a battle of spirits." <laughs> and that ultimately endeared her to him. Later in the next episode, their academy is attacked by a. Shadow Garden Doppelganger group. Absolute second-rate chuds, if you ask me. Absolutely cookie-cutter bullshit. And basically, they set up a field where you can't use magic, but they can. Okay, Rose is about to step in. She's about to get absolutely sliced and cut down. Sid's like, I know what I have to do here. my
1: opportunity! He jumps
0: in. He screams his head off. He pushes her out of the way, and... The moment the sword's coming down, he's thinking, "What would a background character do? They'd be the first to die in a hostile takeover situation."
1: <laughs> Slash! He's down so for he the gets count. So he like diagonally cut, and he's just smiling the whole way down. It's he, hilarious. He's like, "Yes,
0: this is perfection." Background character energy, and he's on the ground, and roses over his bleeding body. And it's what Rose, is he for the love of God? Yeah, and you know what he says. I'm dead. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Just hilarious. He's like, perfect. And then, again, actions have consequences. Now, Rosa essentially loves him.
1: Yeah, she's like weeping over his corpse. You,
0: You literally, you were the man for me. Your tenacity and your bravery, you saved my life. Obviously, he's not dead. One, we will say powerful as fuck he literally <laughs> literally used the magic inside of his body to keep his blood flowing while his heart stops so his brain still had blood and then he <laughs> beat his own chest with magical like basically bomb of fists right and reignites <laughs> his heart Called ten background character special ten minute dead heartbreak.
1: He was like awesome. He was like, I honestly, I'm glad that worked because that could have really gone bad. Yeah, no shit, it could have gone yeah. bad. See, your heart fucking stopped. You lunatic. But it's just like I think that scene <laughs> honestly shows how much he's just so committed to like his internal script. Right, right. And I think I think that's something we gotta we we do have to lay down here is
0: that. If you're looking for any sort of uh reasoning, why would someone go so far to be the strongest behind the scenes, but be mid in real life? Man's got no motive for it.
1: That's just the narrative he wants to have. Yeah, and I think it's like he honestly never really explains it in the first episode where he like why he wants to be in the background so bad, like the vigilante. But it is interesting because he he like sticks to it so heavily. But it's it's almost like think about how much better Saitama's life would be if he was playing like a game with the rest of the world. Like yeah like yeah. If yeah, you're yeah. infinitely powerful, what else are you gonna fucking do? That's where I think, and and that's maybe where I'm I'm feeling like a little bit of a, a like a emptiness from season two of Misfit of Demon Academy is because like. Interesting. He's obviously the god.
0: Yeah, right. Right.
1: He's the he, god. He beat at season one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody. Everybody <laughs> yeah. knows he's now like the demon king. And if you like remember from season one, he did like a bunch of wild ass shit back in the day. It's like. He did everything. His story's done. And do you remember? Do you like remember what we said
0: in, the, in our review of season one? I think you were the one who said it. I don't even know where this is going to go for season two.
1: Right, and I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah right. So you, um, you 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 dead ass nailed it. So I mean, but, the, but like the point is, you can't really use an insanely op character without having either stakes rise to meet him. So like you need like Uha Baha to show up and be a dick.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Or. You need it to be where he like intentionally bottles himself in certain situations to play into his own plot that he's working out. Yeah, right. Because it's just like such an interesting way to use an OP character. Yes, because like you sense the emptiness inside Saitama,
0: but that is used to great narrative effect to explore the human condition. You, ex- you, you, to your point, you experience an emptiness in the narrative of Misfit because they aren't really doing that. The Eminence, the Eminence of Shadow basically finds its niche here, and Sid as a character, as an OP character, he... he, he, he I don't sense any emptiness in him in his strength. There's no emptiness here. Because I think he
1: has a fucking blast every day. He loves his life. Like, he fucking loves it. And There's it, like this whole kind of weird arc where he accidentally becomes the princess of the school's boyfriend. Right, right. And he like, wow... Being annoyed that he's like in the spotlight, he's also loving that he gets to be like the dog boyfriend, and then like he's being paid to have still like pretend to be your boyfriend because it
0: completely works with his overall goal. Like, he's he, like,
1: Well, he, that, that wasn't quite right, but yeah, right, <laughs> you know, right,
0: yeah. That scene is like, like, She flicks a coin at him, and it's just like, You see, do you think I'm the kind of guy? that would be bought off by your fucking elitist money? And she's like, yes.
1: And he's like, you're right.
0: Well, you're right. (laughs) 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 Feed me coins, mommy. But yeah, so again, to him, he's like, this is it. This is playing into that background mid kind of situation because he now knows it's a fucking sham.
1: Yeah, that seems a little funny too because there's a there's basically he's very obsessed with money because he has to run Shadow Garden from a financial standpoint early on. Yeah, right, right. But like at this point, it doesn't matter. Shadow Garden's way richer than he is. It's
0: so funny. And I think I want to talk about Shadow Garden and, and kind of the organizational element there. One, guy's got a harem by ep 3. He's got a solid harem. Right. And I I've always been a fan but of But like he's very anti yes, everything. Yes. I I it's basically shadow garden as an entity as a means to an end you will the seasoned student out there even the even the fresh one that has just recently graced our classroom will maybe watch this and all of you will collectively say huh little weird that there's not a single male entry into shadow garden outside of its illustrious leader huh I mean, yeah, that's harem energy for days. Yeah. But I think that's what
1: they're trying to do here, right? And I honestly in- think Sid, Sid is also, like, I think cognizant of it because he, he understands, like, what it looks like because he's from our world and has seen Kais. But he's also, like, they're playing this role. Like, they're kind of almost side characters to his side character Right? Is it's kind of this really like meta thing almost. Yeah, right, right. Where I'm trying to figure out if he's like is he being oblivious on purpose because that's what a what a like benevolent leader would be doing, right? Yeah. Cause there's certain scenes where you even like, um, he's got this one girl, Beta, who she like puts fake slime at Oh, that's that's, er, that's epsilon. epsilon. Epsilon does puts that. Fake ti- fake slime tits, where she like pretends like she has massive boobs because beta and alpha and all the other ones are just like just rocking absolutely big stacked hawking and donkerous, yeah. Right, And and he'll be he'll like, you probably haven't seen it yet, but recently he like complimented her on her boobs, and she's like losing her shit, and he just like keeps walking. Huh. It's like. So, so, I think he d- he does have like cognizance of the fact that this is all happening, oh no, a hundred percent because uh, I think
0: even before that that compliment might have happened, there was the moment in she gives that update in the alley, and literally because it's slime, she's literally let them bounce every single syllable she says, and he walks away and says, epsilon really is a prideful woman, isn't she? Yeah, very so I mean funny. like so I mean, like is he cognizant? Yes, but he said it up top. That everyone else has already kind of given up on like their pursuits, but he is so single-minded. He's actively ignoring that. Mm-hmm. Like he knows it's there, but he's like, I'm not going to let myself get distracted. And it's not in such a way like he's like like steaming in the background, nosebleeds behind the behind the corner. Or by the by the way, no, no, this man don't give a fuck. Like he doesn't right. want
1: anything to do with any of the women in this show, which I think is. Well, I'm trying to what I'm trying to explain is that it's not like a normal protag where he doesn't realize he's got a harem
0: oh no he's not a dumb fuck yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 uh he he varies keenly he built that motherfucker from the ground up right he saved every single one of them
1: from the exact same plague and he
0: knows exactly what he's doing right yeah, exactly what he's doing i do
1: think it is like plot wise not explained as far as i can tell why they are all female no i think and
0: i could be wrong we can get it just a. We're going to keep it to about the first 12, 13 episodes. There's 20 out right now. So we're not going to hit the heavy, heavy, fresh spoiler territory, but first half will be spoiled in some capacity as we kind of pull into the station of, you know, Spoiler Town USA over here. Um, I have a theory on maybe why. Um, over. Yeah. Choo choo motherfuckers. But now that he's built this kind of thing, and as you said before, they, they'll kind of distance themselves from him. But while he thinks, oh, the jig is up, they have to go live normal lives eventually. I did save them. They, have the, they now have the capacity for normal lives. They come back. They not only have given him a proper organization, they've essentially built a what would appear to be a various billion dollars. They built the Berkshire Hathaway of the ESA car world. They got their hands in every fucking pot.
1: Yeah, so they it's built... It's amazing. Essentially, the CIA... Yeah, right. One. They built uh, Amazon. Yeah, they built Amazon. <laughs> well, I think that's another really funny point. Um, he spent all of their like childhoods like okay. filling their head with like shit from our world. Which he called the wisdom of the shadow. Right, right. Yeah. So he just like was telling them random stories from our world. And they're like, wow, that's so cool. And then they went out and literally made it all a reality. And so they're all like obscenely rich because of the shit that he told them. Like there's one that um is writing stories that's beta, and I wanted to bring that one up okay. actually,
0: because you notice basically if, if for those of you who have already watched it uh beta is kind of the one she earlier in the season she was writing basically fanfic about her and <laughs> sid and like them replaying the scene of an earlier fight through the lens of her writing was yeah. so fucking funny oh the man clad in the darkest black with muscles that rippled the golden ratio and face <laughs> that is sublime perfection i'm like wait a minute Wait a minute. And then it's just like, no, 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 no. This is fucking shoddy writing. This is <laughs> bullshit. And she's writing in her underwear in her room. It's fucking great. But turns out she has gone under a pen name and uh, is quite a successful author, selling things like Dragon Ball, One Purse, and, right, uh, right. and things of that nature. Uh, it's very, <laughs> yeah, very, very odd, very famous like knockoffs. But I found it very curious when they dropped what her pen name was. Natsumi Kafka right now one of those you may recognize Franz Kafka which I found very interesting because of his famous writings of characters that have been uh, subject to hyperbolized pseudo bureaucratic bullshit which is pretty funny but Natsumi is actually a famous author in Japanese history Natsumi Sosaki. He was born in 1916 and he wrote some works as he's a very famous Japanese novelist and wrote a uh, one of his most famous ones called I Am A Cat about a uh, the life of middle uh, middle Japanese society, like middle class Japanese society from the perspective of an aristocratic cat that is (laughs) like basically despite living in a middle class house, he is secretly a very Prim and proper, and speaks in the Japanese version of posh, using pronouns literally never heard of since like the nineteenth or eighteenth century in writings, which Mm. is kind of interesting for you know the 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 tone of Eminence of Shadow. He's so influential for nearly for twenty years, nineteen eighty four to two thousand four. He was on the thousand yen note. Hmm. Yeah, so I found it very interesting that they use and the first the first parody book that he said, "I am a dragon." which is a parody on I Am a Cat by Masumi oh, wow. Sosuke. Yeah. So I was like, this seems important. And I looked it up and it turns out, yeah, it's, it's kind of a nice little nod. So, um, which she only would have learned about these names right. from Sid. From like, our boys. From our boys. So it's,
1: just, it's like kind of interesting. Like, it's not altogether a good plot point, right? That, that, oh, we took stuff from his real world and brought it to the isekai world. And now he's like a bajillionaire. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. very played out. Yeah. But in this case, it's just, like, they did it in a, such a great way where, like, he's not really reaping a lot of the benefits. Like, it's no. not like he's getting, like, royalties and he's just, like, a bajillionaire. This man is devoid of kickbacks. Like, there's well, nothing There's nothing coming his way, really. Anything he needs, he does get. Yeah. Yeah. To, so, that, to that end. To that end. Right. So, it's, it is kind of, like, I don't know. It's just, like, a fun little way of doing that, too, because that's a trope, extremely, like, overplayed trope in isekai. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but again, that's it's such a
0: brilliant way that they did that. Okay, sorry. I shouldn't say brilliant so flippantly. It was clever. No, it was brilliant. Oh, it was absolute god tier galaxy brand move where, like I said, A-plot, him just trying to get by, be the strongest in the world, but Sin. Sinku
1: couldn't have come up with a better plot. Yep, yeah,
0: but <laughs> Jesus. Sin's <laughs> just trying to be mid. That's kind of your A-plot, right? <laughs> B plot, though, is happening in the background, and Shadow Garden behind its leader's back. Had Because the leader still thinks it's bullshit. The leader still thinks the whole thing is just kind of like a nifty little thing he did. But it's fingered its way into every facet of the highest, most trendy parts of this society. So like the the depart the biggest department store that anyone's ever seen literally covered head to toe with real world items that were only possible through you know the the various scraps. i mean thongs thongs <laughs> fucking g-strings man that shit is sid's invention in this world that he just threw away maybe when they were like what 13 is an idea they're like 17 now and now they're fucking like that's a thing society has <laughs> that now so thanks to the organization oh, Gamma yeah oh Gamma who she's cool like she has no fighting ability at all but she is a shrewd businesswoman
1: yeah she's like clumsy as fuck but happens to be just like an absolute magnate she's <laughs> absolutely Gamma Bezos right she is
0: Gamma Bezos this is what happens here so yeah I love it because it it, it does add convenience without feeling contrived where it's just like yes you instilled this secret global organization with a very illustrious purpose.
1: It's like he gave a mission statement and then he forgot about him a little bit. And they're right. like, we took this mission statement very seriously. Do you want to hear about our
0: IPO? It was right. literally historic. So I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. So like,
1: In fact, we invented the IPO. <laughs> yeah, we invented the IPO and we crushed it. So, see, I I I love that. Now let's. I don't know the. Well, there's one last thing I really want to talk about, and then we can start winding down. If unless with, you with, have something, I got a couple things,
0: but they're spoiler heavy. So hit hit your shit. Hit your shit.
1: So I wanted to talk about, um, like, basically as it was playing there. There's a couple like more etchy scenes.
0: Yeah, we can um, get into that. Yeah, and,
1: and I was essentially lambasted and said like well how's he gonna explain liking this show but it has these scenes I, I think it's like it's one of those things where and, and I have talked about in, in other reviews and other shows where if it's very self aware or used for plot I think etchy is totally fine like for instance we talked about in, in Miraku or whatever that ghost show was ghost show yeah it was like absurd there was to have no need. like There's multiple no need. ass shots in the first episode yeah when like that's not the point of the show whereas like bell cranell like sees boobs and ass everywhere in um the dungeon one dan machi yeah dan machi and, and like that's literally part of the thing there's like love goddesses all over the place trying to tempt him there's all this stuff going on yeah he doesn't deserve any of it but you're right keep going in this show yeah they show etchy stuff and it just like does not phase him whatsoever that is the point of the <laughs> the scene is to show how unbelievably stoic he is about like things that may, may uh, normal MCs are supposed to be like spluttering about I think and, and the, yeah that's that helps cushion the blow one
0: right it's not you're not getting this reaction or anything like that but the other thing too is to your point, There have been shows with way more that care way less about its explanation. We talked about Epsilon having fake tits. When they get hit, they will get cut off, clean off. (laughs) And then she goes fucking berserk mode. And then you saw you didn't. Yeah. Everyone in the room is like, did something just happen? Ladies, I said, <laughs> did something just happen? Right.
1: And it's so like, uh, no,
0: no, no, uh, no. Because like, there's a, there's a moment later where they're in like a magical uh, absorption field. So the closer they get to the center, the less of their magic they can control. So their actual... Okay, so their body suits, again, part of the etchy there, it's explainable, so I think it's a pass, that the main weapon of not just Sid when he is god mode, but all of his followers is this kind of slime that is magically I don't know produced or bes- uh, uh, uh I don't know given
1: it was the, like some uh, dumb throwaway line that I didn't pay enough attention to it's how, pretty
0: pivotal though to right his like how they acquired out.
1: this slime that is both like a defensive um it's like a, a truth seeking orb from Naruto it is literally that yeah right right <laughs> it's
0: it's purely malleable that you could just pour magic into it. So, they use it as, like, a body... Like, as part of their clothing for the Shadow Garden uniform. It is magically controlled. So, if they're ever in a moment where magic is nullified, absorbed, or what have you, then their ability to control it and, therefore, keep it upon their bodies is not just limited, but totally nerfed. So, they'll show some skin. And you get funny moments, like Epsilon losing her fake tits. So, I mean, like... There, and they explain that like we were told and shown earlier in the show oh oh I can't really control my slime very well so we knew this was coming we knew this was like as an inevitable thing
1: that and like it wasn't egregious it was like four seconds where all their clothes like was falling off and right it, it, it was wasn't, like it, it was not part like, of the plot it yeah. was not like a an obvious ploy to get you to buy little figurines you know what I mean yeah and even even at its
0: most extreme I mean I'm thinking like the hot spring scene right Right. where you have uh alexia uh who is the uh the princess we mentioned earlier that faked a relationship with sid to get back at her betrothed who very conveniently died at (laughs) sid's hand and kindly fucked off so that she wants a piece of that sid bod but she can't get it because she already kind of played her hand too heavy and he doesn't want any part of it
1: so they're in the spring together well he can't date her because then he'd be a pro tag Fuck, you right. Yeah. That's literally the whole point. And what's the one rule of this show? Sid's got to be mid.
0: Sid's got to be mid. I actually think mid. it'd
1: be really funny. And this may happen in the future. I have no idea. I haven't looked too far into it. But if he just like found the most mid girl and then started dating her, and then all of his like his harem that he will not acknowledge just like goes fucking berserk for him. Oh, that would my be hilarious because he's he's trying
0: to go undercover, maybe at like a dance or a ball or something. It's like something I got to find like the that. most mid, and then they all start like
1: like at- utter mid. <laughs> um, oh, God. But uh, anyway, the hot spring scene, I, one thing I thought was funny is like he first of all invented hot springs. So that was funny. Oh, that's true. Right. He brought yeah. them to this world. Yeah. Right. Um, but secondly, I thought it was funny. Um. I don't know why they're in this like a co-ed hot spring. I think she might have gone to the wrong one or something or, or vice versa. And he was like, like, there's no reason they should be co-ed. Well, they could be if he invented them that way. I don't think he did. I don't think he meant to. He also didn't mean to create... That's a great point. ...a conglomerate, right? Um, well, I, do, I think it's funny what you mentioned Natsume, because every one of her books was like slightly off. Just a little bit, right? And I don't know if she did that to like pretend to not worry about copyright that doesn't exist, or if she just like wrote it down slightly wrong.
0: Right, right. It just wasn't all gotten the correct way, right? Because
1: I, I remember he was looking at the books and he's like, those are slightly off. Yeah, right. <laughs> or because like that. I don't think he
0: ever meant to do, de- it was like right, a shot right, for right. shot. <laughs> just I remember hilarious. his line for that was, I was just wanting her to be able to write an interesting story maybe for us in the future. Give her some like cool pointers. Nope. She blatantly ripped him off wholesale, but he but, never intended for accuracy. He was but, just tell. he was spitting shit, right? But
1: I think that's also funny because like imagine if like we got isekai and someone asked us about like One Piece like to where you're at right you would Uh-oh. get like large points sort of right but yeah like right. all the in between shit would get like very messy and like a vague
0: yeah we, and we pick up a copy of tide is this supposed to be bleach <laughs> fuck
1: yeah
0: ichiko kurosako no fuck Please <laughs> least do our boys some fucking respect um so, so yeah, I, I think I think that's what it was, right? Is that he never meant he never uh, intended for it to be recreated in its final form. So you hot just springs like, got yeah, really yeah. close, but <laughs> Maybe. they just happened to be co-ed in this world. Um, I but, don't think so because she was so
1: surprised. I guess that's I guess that is super fair. And She's like, oh, you couldn't help but come and take a peek, and he's like, nah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, quit looking at my hog, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get that I'm throwing it around a lot. As shit uh, I mean that. Is, uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so overall, I mean, we're pretty close to the end here, I'd say. I'd say. You you had a couple other things. I I was just going to say
0: that, you know, for for all of its funny business, I think it actually does a pretty commendable job of world building in a show where the world building in and of itself is kind of the farce, right? Like, the idea of this world being built because this one fucking schmuck kid, like, guessed it. But they actually, I think, built a pretty interesting lore here. And I will say that we're at the very end. Give you a little spoiler for kind of midway through that the the theology lore here is that there was a goddess that bestowed three heroes of basically heavenly divine-esque power to fight a demon in this world and uh, save it from uh, oblivion, essentially. Turns out that's not even close to true and while there was a demon uh there was much more experimentation than we thought much more scientific in that nature magic and science always seems to converge into something horrific and those little girls that he all that he saved from that magical overload possession nah that's because they got interacted with some demon cells you know how it is monster cells that shit will uh it'll eat you up it'll cause indigestion <laughs> In, in, in light cases. In the and, Chestol region. In the Chestol area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, so basically he saved them from that and they all seem to have some kind of descendant of these heroes or what they claim to be. Um, have some kind of royal blood to them because they were candidates for uh, the imbuing of these demon cells. So, that's a little bit of the lore there. But, I, as much as I glossed over it, they do a pretty good job of giving us kind of some good uh, some good hooks. I mean, Knights of the Round. I mean, shit. We got 12 and 11. We don't know 10 through 1 at least from where I'm standing.
1: Yeah, I I think it's like they give you just enough story and plot to keep you moving to like the stuff that they want to show you, which is like him being either a completely mundane man or yeah, right, right. being like Shadow. Yeah. Which is obviously the actual point of the show. But I feel like and I agree, it's a commendable job just like throwing in just enough to keep people like who care about plot even still engaged. Right. And, And that's that's the
0: funny thing of why I think this show deserves a little bit better than like, yes, it's not amazing from construction standpoint or structure standpoint, but I wouldn't go so far to say that. It sucks, but I love it because... Yeah, 99 out of
1: 100. There 100 it is. Yeah, that one, that one... It
0: missed that one point. Just couldn't get there. But for for a show that the, the focus isn't on the power progression of the MC, it's not on the world building, it's not on the conflicts of the political geo landscape or the social class system or anything like that, they did more work than I think the show had any business needing to do in those areas because they could have easily just said, yeah, fuck world building. It's not about the world building, right? This kid can say anything and we'll just make it happen. Right. Right. Um, we get a little bit of that with his power progression. We never actually see Sid get stronger. He just is stronger later and later and later. We never really see a lot of power progression training here.
1: It seemed like actually when he was a little kid, they did something like one offline that he essentially figured out like the key to being obscenely strong.
0: Kind of that Wiseman's grandchild kind of thing, but they
1: didn't linger on it. Right, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and even early on when he's, like, essentially sparring with his sister Claire to make her, like, obscenely strong so she can be the main character, essentially, of his, like, his little fiefdom.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 He,
1: like, is constantly increasing his power a little bit so that she will get, like, stronger and stronger. Um, But he essentially explains it in this little sentence while they're, like, they're dueling, like, exactly how, like magic power exponentially grows or whatever he like throws this little one offline. So it's, and I, I think that's really because him becoming stronger isn't the point of this. Exactly. At all. Exactly. Um, and to
0: that end, him making others stronger while he in the background is kind of like figuring shit out is the point. Cause he right. needs, he needs that plot shield. He doesn't need, he doesn't have plot armor. He right. needs the he needs armor from the plot. Oh yeah, he needs to be. Don't I, I, if any, if anything smells like main story arc, like get that shit away from <laughs> me until I can get my weird slime clothes on, motherfuckers. Like stay away.
1: Important people will be looking
0: for him. He'll be like hiding on the roof. Yes, or basically someone is like, wait, your name is Sherry. Your dad's famous. You're the main character of this arc. I'm gonna help you out. Yeah, and that's great. Um. Sherrod was cool. She was your basically magical tool archetype girl. Fun, right? And she was useful in that arc.
1: I mean, it's clear her story's not done.
0: It's very clear her story's not done, and I'm excited to see where that goes. Again, these threads, they're doing a little bit of, they're going a little bit of the extra mile because the, you can have a gimmick, but if the world it's set in isn't at least well thought of, it's going to fall flat. But this one didn't. So all in all, this show is at first i thought it was like an enigma how the fuck is this working it's not a surprise i i think it i think the combination here it's not subverting the isekai situation but they make this meta commentary the way you write it they made a character who's giving notes on the writing work they made that work and yeah. normally that's a joke that just like gets one trick really old But they managed to the story manages to make that engaging. It makes it fun. Is it perfect by any means? No, of course not. But this is a very,
1: very high level popcorn anime. Very high level. Yeah, we had watched before this like a little blurb from Scamboli Reviews where he was talking about like the terrible show I can't stop watching. Um, And he mentions, like, this is based essentially off the light novel, but the manga goes into, like, very g- good detail, like, even more writer's notes, essentially. Yeah, right, right. In certain, like, situations, which I think would probably get a little bit annoying to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... I already feel like I don't really get enough content per episode. Sometimes that binge was scary fast, dude. right? Yeah. like it, it like feels like I really need this to be like a forty-five minute episode for me to feel like I got everything I wanted to get out of every episode. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and that might be because he's like already peak power, so like there is no necessity of him getting stronger, right? So you really want the plot to like zoom along.
0: Yeah, and it's it's funny too. It's the way that uh the we were seeing some of the manga panels do that it would be a little overbearing if we got this weird kind of like we get it your big galaxy brain you're literally op not every situation i think that sucks a bit of the comedy out especially in an anime format in a manga format i could totally see that working Every panel lingering. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Like reading it all like and then the panel pays off immediately. I don't know if like I could sit there on tracks for four and a half minutes of doing that. Because like, yeah, discombobulate. We get it. You're fucking Sherlock Holmes of being mid like whatever.
1: Um, Well, I think it's that. But also like it does cost money to add additional frames into an anime. So you want to make sure they're all like the charity. Yeah. And these were pretty... Pre- and I had some I had some moments where I had a, a, just a couple
0: laugh-by-myself moments, for sure. I, was I just laughed like, significantly okay, in this okay. show. I was like, that's pretty cheeky the way they did that. Um, yeah. So, all in all, I think, from what I've just seen, like I said... Uh, you, but, okay, I will say, I'm excited to see where it goes. I might even continue it tonight before bed. But I will say... I've, I've been keeping up in the Discord. You guys have had some, in the last couple episodes, some very interesting reactions to the end, where it's just like, how could this episode have done that to me? And drop that ending just like that.
1: Well, I, I think there's a big, big, big cast in this show, and that's maybe a big kind of demerit for it, is they can't ever get to everybody. Okay. So there's his, sense, his sister essentially vanishes for half the show. Fair, so, fair, like, yeah. Fair. In the later half, we haven't seen her at this point since he got arrested. <laughs> oh, I guess that's... So, that's like I guess I guess eight that's episodes, fair, yeah. nine episodes ago. Oh, shit. So, yeah. like, what well, we did see her, like, come to his dorm room, but he dipped out the window or something, but, like, that's not enough for me. Like, the interaction between, like, she's, like, essentially Yandere Brocon for him... Yeah, but like, yeah, not, not necessarily in like the lovey sexual way. It's it's more like must protect, right? Must yeah. protect way. Yeah, but he's like doing so much shit on the side that he like honestly doesn't have time for that storyline. So he keeps avoiding her, which is almost meta funny. It is
0: funny. Like I like I can't even engage with this thread right now. I got right. these other ones that are happening right now. I hear that, but I I uh, but like like I said. For a show that is really hanging its hat on a very, very well-constructed metagimmick, there still seems to be the occasional episode that gets you and the community like, wow, they
1: really just dropped a cliffhanger on us.
0: Like, it can still kind of make you on well, your toes a there's bit. Just
1: Like I said, there's not enough time for the content to fully blossom.
0: Okay, so you're not saying, like, they constructed a good cliffhanger. It's more like, oh, I needed more, but they just didn't give it to me yet.
1: I may be one of the only people on Earth that care about his sister.
0: Fair enough. Okay.
1: Okay, fair enough. In that storyline, is all I'm saying. Gotcha, gotcha,
0: gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I don't
1: think it was necessarily a great cliffhanger, like... Okay, okay, okay. He runs into her on accident, and he's like, shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a good cliffhanger, but it's something, like, a storyline I've been waiting or a thread for them to pull. And now they're starting to finally just get back to it. Right. They they have no choice but to pull it next episode because the last scene is them like, I think uh, face to face. And yeah, fuck. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, we got to do it to them. I looked at the score on Mal. It was a seven, nine out of ten. It was a hundred out of ten. It was one thousand <laughs> out of two. Whoa. I'm not really sure how it did that. It was a yes or no question. One bad, two good, but they got to a thousand. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna agree. It's one of those few, I think a 79 shadow oh, shadows out of a hundred is is properly there. I, I think the argument can be made for 80. Though, I think that territory's got to be reserved for something with a little bit more meat on its bones in terms of just so, more holistic package. Yeah, but
1: I'm enjoying
0: it so fucking much. I was going to say, though, the fun factor that is really bumping. I'm jumping. dropping
1: an 85 on this bitch, and Ooh. I'm walking the fuck away. You know
0: what? I'll, you, here's this. I'll join you in the 80s. I'll give it a flat 80. Okay. I, I think that's fair, because you're right. The fun factor in this show, like you're gonna ha- you guys are going to have a good time. It's just too enjoyable. And if you're if you're a fan of Isekai, as I know some people in Discord definitely are self proclaimed Ise tra- Isekai trash fans. This show really like Isekai trash, Isekai trash, <laughs> trash Isekai. Um, they basically uh, they constructed not just the anti slot main character. You can't. He's not a wishy washy dude. He's not a Kirito. Where you can just like put yourself in a power fantasy, right? You can't do that with him, with Sid. You just can't do it. He's got too much of his own thing going on. But they also are, they're kind of meta-pandering because they assume you know the beats. So does Sid. That's where you relate. Like, this storyline feels familiar. Here's how. And he'll even go so far as to say, this storyline seems pretty formulaic, except for the fact that everyone's wearing black during the day, you amateur motherfuckers. (laughs) Get good, Let me show you how and start sniping people off the building. (laughs) Exactly. Fucking great. He gets pissed that you guys are snafuing over here. Exactly right. Amazing. So yes, thank you for coming to this super fun class. Go watch this show if you have not already. It's very, very much a fun time. We can ruin stuff all day. It will not detract from the fun factor here. But yes, thank you very much for coming to class. If you'd like to discuss why this show seems like this more of an enigma of Shadow, you can join us in the Discord on patreon.com slash ebology. One dollar up gets you into that space with all of our past guests and the lovely Patreon folk who we hold very dear. And uh, they all have assigned seats, actually. We had to change that recently because there was a big fight over who got to sat in the protag seat in the back. So um, Yeah, back that, right, you know. Yeah, back right by the window. That one's actually left empty. We, we think it's just better that way. It's
1: for the the... The extra?
0: It's for the extra. Yeah, it's for the extra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, basically that's it. $3 and up gets you the syllabus, sidebar, lo-fi, high vibe, sometimes anime, sometimes not, sometimes visual, and sometimes on hiatus show where we talk about life and things that wouldn't fall into this uh, anime academic bucket. Currently on hiatus. Currently on hiatus. <laughs> I know. We kept saying we get back. And we have like these spurts. And we just do it sometimes and we don't.
1: We're uh, busy, boys. We got a lot going we on. We got a lot hiatus. going
0: on. But um paying taxes paying tax it's his tax season that's totally right you know how many taxes you know how many write-offs we had to do for this fucking lab all the equipment in the basement
1: it's a disaster
0: it's an actual disaster zone down there crying it's it's not gonna be good for the irs can you hear me weeping uh i can from two stories down (laughs) the uh you're already on again yeah but in speaking of uh, taxes you're already on the platform you're listening to us guys to go pay your dues go over to the other section and go listen to hundred and ninety plus episodes of content and some other extra stuff we've done in the past that's super fun Um, all the places where you can contact us are in the link of wherever you're listening to this like comment subscribe anywhere you do those things and drop us a line say hi recommend a show Uh, we're ripping through all the ones from this past fall and winterish seasons that are so good but we're always down for a viewer suggest and I know there's some people in the Discord that'd be like but 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 remind us guys remind us just just drop us a line. We do have a list we do have a list but if you want it to bubble up on the sly just slide on those DMs. We'll make a deal. That is definitely an option. There's definitely not yeah if you want to just go straight to the source, straight to the sauce, hey nudge nudge wink wink Thank think you guys are great by the way that one at the bottom of the list how would you tickle that one up to the, uh, up to the very top alright I think up we've the top had enough of this nope too bad hey uh, hey, until I promote more backhanded dealings to get your show at the top of our list I'm Ricky and I'm Ethan and this is FilmEvology <laughs> <laughs> deuces <laughs> like I didn't start asking just a little <laughs> bit of the stuff on the slide hey yeah something's going wanna, on want to slip here. us a little favors we'll slip us a little uh, little gifts here's some <laughs> <laughs> A little corruption. I <laughs>